for everybody in back, Cody CC must be kept. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of TK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. The NHL's Seattle expansion draft is now eight whole days away. And you're already starting to see the first pieces moving. And no, I'm not just referring to the Oilers' latest idiocy and thinking that somehow Duncan Keith at this age was their missing piece. My goodness, Connor McDavid, get out of there while you can, dude. But you're going to start seeing more and more of it. You might even see the Penguins start shuffling here or there. Here is my first move if I'm Ron Hextall. Call Cody CeCe's agent, sign Cody CeCe, step three, see steps one and two. This player came as what all of us, myself included, I'm just as guilty, as a really minor transaction by Jim Rutherford. It looked curious. It looked like it was anti-analytics because all of his Corsi 4 and and, and so forth numbers were bad. He had been seen almost universally, certainly north of the border, as a disappointment. It was a first-round pick of the Senators. Had a nice run for them early that, uh, as a rookie in his career, whenever... Uh, They made the Eastern Conference Final. You might remember what Chris Kunitz did to end that run for them. But then from there, he never really elevated, never became, you know, what they thought was going to be first-round impact. So it doesn't work out in Ottawa. He goes to Ontario's other team, and nothing's going to work there when you arrive with any kind of expectations, meaning Toronto, of course. And... He might have been done in a little bit by that. He comes to Pittsburgh and he, he tells us, you know, this is this is this is a great situation for me. I really kind of like it here. I like these teammates. I like the fact that I'm I'm not, you know, he didn't say, I, you know, he wanted to be in a lesser role, but he was, and you could see that he knew no matter what he wasn't going to be the number one right-handed defenseman on this team. That was going to be Chris Letang. And if something happened to Letang, John Marino's sitting there waiting in the wings to be that guy. So CeCe was in a spot where all he had to do was be a good third-pairing D. No one here expected him to even be that. He was supposed to be, and I quote directly from every blog under the sun, a right-handed Jack Johnson. Well, he wasn't. Not in terms of what you saw with your eyes, not in terms of any of the advanced analytics, and definitely not what we saw from him in the playoffs. I thought he was terrific. I thought he boxed out as well as anyone on the core, and that comes with all due respect to the outstanding playoff that Latang himself had. I don't need to sell you on what CC means, but I'm going to try to sell you on a broader concept related to CC right after 
I share with you that this portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. Monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, for listening to this show, you get a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. No contracts, no catch, cancel any time. Go to FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. The other night I was watching NHL Network. I, I do that a lot, like really late at night whenever I'm you know, writing or doing other stuff uh, web-based for DK Pittsburgh Sports. It's kind of like background music for me. And it wasn't a whole lot new. You know, revisiting the the Lightning Canadian series and how many times can you hear about that. And one of the analysts, and I apologize profusely for not being able to cite which one. It might have been Mike Rupp, though. If it was Rupper, then then it was even smarter than what I'm about to relay here. Brought up how many teams had advanced far into the playoffs because they had bigger, stronger defensemen who were more capable of boxing out, of keeping other teams' most threatening defensemen out of the danger areas. So when I say that to you, my guess is one of the first images that comes to mind is the Islanders. The Islanders didn't have any defensemen, none of them, that where you would say, wow, that dude's really impressive. Not a star among them. And I'm saying that respectfully. They have a pretty good core. But they had a bunch of, it felt like, tall trees back there. You know, not all of them, not Andy Green, not everybody, okay? But like Scott Mayfield and so forth. And they used it very, very effectively. The Canadiens did the same thing. Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie and these guys just did a really, really good job keeping guys to the outside, utilizing their size. Tampa Bay has a bunch of them. And yes, it's important that they have mobility. But maybe the mobility priority kind of is going to be shifting down a gear, I think, with general managers after watching the way these playoffs went. You still have to be able to move. And I don't think anybody can dispute that CeCe can move after watching him for a full season in Pittsburgh. Guy gets to the puck, he wins the puck. And then, after he gets it, He'll skate it out. He'll skate it out. He's not shy. He's not timid. He joins the rush. Joins the rush. You can't play for Mike Sullivan if you don't join the rush. This is a valuable player. I am not letting this player walk away, whether it's through free agency or to Seattle. Figure out what he costs. Figure out a reasonable length, a reasonable term. Get it done. Let this be the first thing that Hextall does this offseason. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by the very good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're more committed than ever 
recommitted, to be precise, to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And if you want to know what I mean by that, and it's worth checking this out, visit their homepage at pittsburghfoodbank.org. If you've ever participated with the food bank, either in giving your time or in giving your money, it's worth a look to see how far they've come as an entity and what their plans are for further growth. One more time, pittsburghfoodbank.org. Today's question comes from my man Daniel, who asks, DK Jason Zucker was good playing with Crosby when he first came to Pittsburgh. Jake also was a beast playing with Geno. Wouldn't it be better to play Zucker with Crosby and Jake with Geno to ensure a bigger scoring threat throughout the lineup? Daniel, I like the way you think. I'll tell you who doesn't like the way you think. <laughs> that would be the captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Sid believes that he and Jake have something special together. Sid has done an awful lot for the organization without complaint. Um, he's not the kind to uh, whine or cry in the background. I want this. I want this. Go get me that. Leave me alone with this guy. He doesn't do it. He will be asked for his feedback by the very responsive and interactive head coach that the Penguins are fortunate to employ, and that's exactly what you'd want Mike Sullivan to be like. But Sid's not going to say, I'm playing with Jake or I'm out of here. So I think you're going to see Jake and Sid stay together. I do think that there's a possibility of maybe switching up things on the right side. I've brought up on this show the possibility of Jeff Carter being up on that right wing and maybe adding a little bit more of a size presence to it, in addition to everything else that Carter brings, notably shooting the actual hockey puck. But the real reason, Daniel, that I don't think your your idea is going to go very far is that I'm not sure Zucker is going to be part of the team. If the Penguins are... You know, if the Penguins are fortunate in the expansion draft, Zucker is the guy that Seattle takes. I don't think Zucker will be the guy that Seattle takes. If I'm Ron Francis and I have a choice between Bluger, Teddy Bluger, and Zucker, I'm going to take Bluger all day long. Now, I have no idea, and I'm sure even Francis doesn't have any idea what his specific needs will be at which stage of the expansion draft. I'm sure he's conducted, in fact, he's been quoted as saying as much, a zillion mocks. But that still doesn't mean that he'll come to a conclusion that says, all right, well, I mean, I've kind of boxed myself in here, so I'm just going to take Zucker from Pittsburgh and, you know, take another $5.5 million cap hit that I don't need to take on. So if Zucker's here, Zucker is the type I feel like, who can be on your third line and be a legit scoring threat for you. I think we saw that in the playoff series with the Islanders. He, he wasn't always super visible, um, and he did have kind of a headless chicken component to his game in that round. Uh, but you also remember the beautiful goal uh, that he scored 
up on Long Island, and, and he made some other things happen as well. He's a talented guy. He's also really, really committed, really, really good team guy. But I, I don't want him in my top six. This is my really roundabout way, Daniel, of saying I don't want him in the top six. I think you have to find a way to make him part of a third scoring line. By the way, can I just throw this into? As I run through these lines in my head that they were using for the playoffs, I find myself more exasperated and mystified than ever that this team wasn't able to get through a single round. Almost everything that you draw up line-wise, pairings-wise, even health-wise, and everything. It was all there. The passion, everything was there. Except for one thing. Except for one thing. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.